Hi, diddly ho, Preparinos. This is Nat, the preparedness guy on Preparedness Works, the second best preparedness podcast in the world. Preparedness Works is part of the Readiness Lab, the place for podcasts, webinars, and training in the field of emergency and disaster services. Today, I have Dr. Jim Smith, and we're going to talk about the Mati Drop Plus. Hello, Dr. Smith. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Very good. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Thank you so much for coming on. I am really excited about this uh, this Mati Drop Plus. Um, can you tell Can you tell us what it what it is? Sure, sure. So the Mati Drop Plus is for water treatment, um, and it really addresses the problem of microbial contamination in water, which is the most serious problem, right? That's why we chlorinate our drinking water at, at water treatment plants. But what's unique about the Mati Drop is it it is a single ceramic tablet. It's about the size of a piece from the game Jenga. Uh, and it's a ceramic porous tablet that's embedded with metallic silver by a proprietary process. And what happens is if, if you have say 10 to 20 liters of water, you drop the Mati Drop in that water container, fill it up before you go to bed. The next morning, it's safe to drink. And what's really remarkable is that one Mati Drop works the same way day after day for 365 days. So it treats over 7,000 liters of water. So it's not like a, a water purification tablet that dissolves and then you just put a new one in every time. It stays in the container. That's correct. You see this sort of rectangular um, uh, Jenga piece um, that just sits there for the entire 12-month period. So it's remarkably easy. All you have to do is just keep refilling your water storage container each night. Um, and what happens is when water contacts the surface of the metallic silver, it oxidizes it and several and silver ions get released into solution. And silver is a remarkable antimicrobial agent for bacterial, viral, and even protozoan pathogens. I heard it's pretty effective against werewolves too. <laughs> well, you know, it actually <laughs> works really well against mosquito larvae too. Oh, wow. Out. Uh, I hadn't even considered that. That's awesome. Um, so is there any maintenance that has to happen with this thing? You have to scrub it. I mean, know with uh, some water filters, you have to use an abrasive uh to scrub them every so often. Is there any sort of, any? do you have to do anything with it? No, again, it's remarkably easy to use. So it's it just sits in the water storage container. You know, I guess if uh, the water you're filling up the container with starts having a lot of sediment and it accumulates at the bottom, uh, you know, you want to make sure it's not covering up the Mahdi drop. But I think most people usually are putting relatively clear water into their storage <laughs> container. And if not, they can fold up a piece of fabric uh, and pour when they fill up their container, just pour it through the piece of laundered fabric, and that'll remove the, the turbidity. Um, the Mahdi Drop does not remove turbidity. Um, so if the water is a little bit, of cloud, little bit cloudy, it'll still be cloudy. But the important thing is it, it works to, to uh, disinfect the water and prevent any pathogens from making you sick. All right, so it kills kills the bugs, but does not take out the dirt or debris. And turbidity is what what it's called technically. Yes, turbidity. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, 
pre-filtering your water. I, I I tested some some pre-filters. Coffee filters were pretty effective for pre-filtering water. And then, like you said, folding up a piece of cloth. Um, and um, this is effective for up to twenty liters. So that's about five gallons, right? Yeah. So so you can use a five gallon bucket or one of those like blue water containers, and you could just leave this in there if you wanted to, but you don't. For, it, it wouldn't necessarily be for storage because you can just put it in the night before. What is the shortest amount of time with relatively clear water that uh, you would want to have this in there before you feel comfortable drinking it? Yeah, so we recommend eight hours. If you suspect this water is very contaminated, uh, certainly using a two-bucket system and, and allowing it to stay in contact for 24 hours is, is advisable. But in most cases, eight hours will be sufficient to make the water safe to drink. So overnight, right? So the two buckets would be one you use one day. They both have a they both have a Mahdi drop in it. You use one one day, while the other one's disinfecting, and then you would use that one the next day, and you refill the the one you emptied. Yes, yeah, sort of. Except you only need one Mahdi drop. So you would have um, you put a Mahdi drop in a bucket, you fill it up, you wait twenty four hours. And then you then you can just pour that oh. water into another bucket into a clean a clean bucket into a, yeah. and then refill the first bucket with the Mahdi drop. So you really still only need one Mahdi drop, and it just allows more contact time, which will ensure um, uh, even better disinfection. Right. Um, so how well does it work? Yeah. So it works. It works great. Um, so we. One of the things about the Mahdi drop, um, so I, you know, I, I didn't really sort of say exactly who I am, but I'm the, uh, I'm a professor at the University of Virginia. I'm an environmental engineering professor, and I'm also the chief technology officer for Silivir Technology, which manufactures the Mahdi drop. Um, and uh, the Mahdi drop was invented at my laboratory with two of my doctoral students here at the University of Virginia. Um, unlike most products on the market, the Mahdi Drop has received remarkable um, uh, testing and, and publication of the results in, in the literature, in peer-reviewed archival journals. Um, so there's probably been about six or seven different publications related to the Mahdi Drop in the peer-reviewed literature, uh, including we've done a, a study with 400 families in uh, the uh, Venda region of South Africa. So generally, though, uh, in, uh, we say the Mahdi drop will, will, will have a four-log reduction of bacterial pathogens, right? So four-log meaning 10 to the power four or a 10,000 times reduction uh, with uh, an eight-hour contact time. So it's extremely effective. Wow. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed um, when I had a friend re recommend this to me and and I started looking it up, that this isn't brand new. This is something you've been researching and studying for six years, right? Or so. That's correct. Um, it's been for a while. And the, the company, Silivir Technology, was formed in 2018, I believe. Um, it's been a little while now. So it's about five years old, the company. Um, and largely what we've done, uh, like, you know, a, like a typical startup, we've uh, – um, solicited funds of investment from several individuals and companies and those funds allowed us to bring the Mahdi drop from my laboratory at the University of Virginia to a commercial product and uh, now we've sold about 50,000 Mahdi drops to date 
um, and it's being used in over 40 different countries right now. Wow. Uh, so tell us about that. Tell us the, the studies that um, you mentioned over 400 families uh, and what the what kind of feedback and data you get from people who have been using it um, overseas or um, in, in places where you know, water security isn't um, isn't common. Yeah, and, and just, just related to that question, um, obviously the Mahdi Drop, I, I think our primary market has been the developing world where people chronically do not have access to safe water, but it's also very effective. Uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, if you're, even if you're living here in the United States, um, the Mahdi Drop has an infinite shelf life, perpetual shelf life. So have a couple Mahdi Drops in the back of your cabinet and uh, if there's ever a case of a boil water alert or uh, some other problems, you can immediately have a low cost method of treating your and simple method of treating your water quickly. Um, but regarding the main question, the, the study in, in South Africa. So the largest study to date was in South Africa. We enrolled 400 families in the Venda region of South Africa near the border with Zimbabwe. Um, and it was in partnership with the University of Venda. Um, and basically, we took the 100 families and broke them into four intervention groups. One was a control group. They just kept doing what they normally did. One group had the Mahdi Drop and a safe water storage container, basically just a plastic bucket with a cover and a plastic cap. Um, then another group had a ceramic filter. Um, this is sort of a Potter's for Peace style ceramic filter. It's actually made uh, in South Africa. Um, but it actually does filtration, but the pot also has silver in it. So it also does silver disinfection. And then the last um, group just had the safe water storage container, just the plastic bucket. Um, and what we found was that of all the, 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 the interventions, the one that worked the best was the Mahdi drop. In most cases, when we'd sample quarterly for two years, we would find zero coliform bacteria in any of the, in all the households that we, we, we sampled. Um, the filter performed well, but occasionally we would find some coliform bacteria in the treated water. So it really performed extremely well. We also monitored the level of silver in the water. Um, and um, although we had some adjustments during the course of the study, um, we were at the end of the study, we were finding 100% of the samples had silver levels that were below 100 parts per billion, which is the guideline, the drinking water guideline by, from the World Health Organization. Right. So um, what has the progression of this looked like? Uh, I was watching some older videos and you had some smaller tablets or a more rounded one. Um, have you changed the materials used? Have you, uh, what, what, what's that, what's that looked like? Yeah. So it's gone through a lot of evolution for sure over, over the last uh, seven or eight years. Um, certainly early, very early on in my laboratory, we had these dark sort of orange, brownish, big chunks that we were using. Um, we, we looked at way, you know, the hardest thing was getting the silver to release at the proper rate, right? So that it would treat 20 liters of water and it would work over a 24 hour period. Um, and then the other thing was getting the silver to release repro reproducibly for 12 months. Right. Um, so we went through a new number of iterations. The first commercial uh, iteration uh, was the one we used in this this um, field study with 400 families, and it looked more like a soap bar. It was wider than the current Mahdi Drop. The edges were rounded, and it only worked at the time for six months uh, on 10 liters of water. 
Um, so the, the, then we, we adopted the Mahdi Drop Plus. We found a way to uh, improve the release of silver past the 12 month point. We don't have data, much data past 12 months, but we know it works for 12 months. Um, and we also were able to get it so it would work in a 20 liter volume. So really we quadrupled the capacity, right? It's instead of 10 liters, it treats 20. Instead of six months, it lasts 12 months. Right. Um, and uh, we also changed it so it's narrower. We had some users complain that their water storage container, the opening was too small and the, the original Mahdi Drop didn't fit through the opening. So the new Mahdi Drop will fit through the opening of just about every storage container. That's awesome. Where does the name Mahdi Drop come from? Yeah, great question. So since we've done a lot of our developmental work in the field in South Africa, in this vendor region, uh, the language in South in that area of South Africa is called Shavenda. Uh, and Mahdi in the Shavenda language means water. So Mahdi Drop means water drop. And of course, the name of the com company, Silivir, Technologies. Um, Silivir is the vendor word for silver. So the company name really means silver technologies. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so we, you mentioned using these for, um, like if there's a, a boil order or boil notice for municipal water. Um, now, of course, this podcast is focused a lot on emergency preparedness. How how else can this benefit people for uh, emergency preparedness use? Yeah, so um, the, uh, the nice thing about it is it does have a perpetual shelf life, right? So if you buy, uh, say, a, compar a, a competitor product might be Aquatabs. Aquatabs are little tablets. You drop one in your 10 or 20 liters a day, and you, you know it, it changes the taste of the water, right? You get a chlorine taste, which some people don't like. The Mahdi Drop doesn't change the taste of the water. Um, but those tablets, those Aquatabs have a limited shelf life. They actually start to, they're such a strong oxidant that they start to decay over the period of several months to a year. Whereas the Mahdi Drop could stay in storage, you know, for five years. And then all of a sudden when you need it, you just open up the wrapper and it works like it's brand new. Um, certainly the case of a boil water alert would be a, a very real example but also, too, if you're living, um, if you're just, say, living in an area where you're using your uh, uh, groundwater on your property for your drinking water source, um, oftentimes groundwater is very safe to drink. But again, it can become con contaminated with coliform bacteria. You know, if there's a, a septic system or if the, you know, the well screen is close to the water table. So using a Mahdi drop with your everyday drinking water is probably not a bad idea if you've got an untreated drinking water source. So I think that would also be a great use for it. All right. Um, and this doesn't, it doesn't do anything about removing any chemicals from the water or anything like that. Basically it, if I understand this right, it's, um, has basically the same effect as boiling the water. So it doesn't remove That's any correct. sediment, doesn't remove any any chemicals that are in there, um, like VOCs or whatever. It's just the biological contaminants. That's correct. If there are chemical pollutants, um, the Mahdi Drop's not going to remove those. It's only going to be basically serving as a disinfectant to remove mm -hmm. those those waterborne pathogens. Which is which which is kind of the standard for um, most of the the filters chemical. Um, tablets or 
or boiling. So you'd get the same result. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, certainly if you've got chemical dissolved chemical constituents that are, that are unsafe, you're probably going to want to use something kind of like an activated carbon filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and ideally also a body drop for disinfection. Um, right. And indeed, we actually find the Mahdi drop, we've just completed a study, we just had it accepted by a journal publication, where we combine the Mahdi drop with low cost commercial filters, right? And what we do is, you know, we test the filters by themselves, and they perform reasonably well. But then when we add the Mahdi drop to the lower reservoir, uh, we get a significant jump in performance. Because now, you know, the filters don't provide any residual disinfectant. So after the filtration step, the water can become recontaminated. But by having mm-hmm. a Mahdi drop releasing silver into the water, that prevents that recontamination and also further improves the quality of the water. Right. And because it's a kind of a constant thing, you just leave it there and it continues to do its work. The longer it sits in there, the better it is. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. So why is this a, a better option than than just boiling water or using chem, chemical um, chemical tabs or drops? Yeah, so so boiling, of course, is a lot of work, right? Um, and it's a tremendous amount of energy. Um, certainly in a developing world setting, um, people like, for example, in Africa, they often use firewood for cooking, and it takes a lot of effort to collect that firewood. They rarely will use that to boil water because it's just, uh, they, you know, they, it's so much work to get firewood and, and use it for cooking that they don't want to waste it on using it on water. And, and of course, when you, when you burn wood inside a home, which is what's very typical in Africa, it releases particulates, which causes lung problems. So again, using it boiling to, to boil water is not a, a great idea. Now, that even said, once water is boiled, um, there is no disinfectant in that water. So it's easily recontaminated during the cooling down process or transfer to other containers. Um, so it's not actually quite, it, it certainly is effective right as soon as you finish boiling it. But during the cool down and transfer to other containers, there's no protective disinfectant. But the Mahdi Drop does provide that. Is the... Um, the the silver ions that are released, do they tend to stay at the lower edge? Do you need to jostle the jug at all to help um, help it spread throughout, um, or or does it kind of spread on its own? Yeah, great question too. So if we relied on molecular diffusion alone, diffusion of the silver ions through the water, it might take a couple hours to have it completely permeate the, the 10 or 20 liter volume of water. That said, we, we, we've actually performed tests in the lab, and we don't really see that happening. We see it being distributed very quickly. And I think the reason for that is in, a, in even a lab environment, there are vibrations, right? So someone's walking by or, someone, or you know, someone's just opening the tap to fill up their water cup. That creates advective flow, and that very rapidly mixes the silver. But certainly if it was a perfectly pristine environment on a uh, you know, a marble table or something, a stone table uh, with actually no vibrations. It might take a few hours to fully distribute, but we see it happening within minutes in most cases. And the uh, the effect of, of the ions in there it has a, a lingering effect. It, does that diminish at all um, if you remove the water, put it in a separate container, 
uh, from the Mahdi drop, uh, what kind of dis- so how long does that continue to disinfect or, or protect that water from being recontaminated? Yeah, so if you take the Mahdi drop out after it's been in for eight or 12 or 24 hours, um, you have a certain silver concentration in the water, and that's not going to change. In fact, if anything, it might increase if the water evaporates. The silver is in its ionic form, so it stays in solution. It doesn't volatilize. Uh, the water might evaporate, and that would concentrate the amount of silver a bit, uh, but um, you're not going to lose any silver, so it'll continue to be safe storage uh, for that water. That's great. Are there... If I could interrupt that one thing that, you know, I I haven't really thought much about, but certainly if you were, you know, trying to to put some water and store water for longer periods of time, you could put a Mahdi drop in for, say, 24 hours, transfer that water to another container and with a cap on it, store it. And that water is probably going to be great for years. You could open it up years later and there's not going to be any microbial contamination in that water. Yeah, that sure beats uh, beats bleach drops because you could bleach it and then it's going to diffuse or or um, degrade over time, and you could still have some uh, some bacterial growth, but the silver's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, the chlorine will go away over time. That's not that's very volatile. The HOCl, the hypochlorous acid, is very volatile, so that will dissipate very quickly within you know a couple of days, uh, at least from an uncovered container. What is the what does the Mahdi drop taste like? Um, so, you know, it's only introducing thirty or forty parts per billion of silver ions. So there's no taste difference. We've never had anybody said they could taste a metallic taste or anything like that. This is such a low concentration of of silver ions, and and that really makes it a more attractive situation. Like we're working with, uh, we've been talking with the Brazilian government. We had four of their government representatives come up to visit us here in Charlottesville and uh, they're looking to uh, they've got all these indigenous villages many of them are in very remote locations in Brazil and they have to provide safe water for them what they've been doing they've been giving them chlorine tablets and what they find is that 80 percent of the people don't want to use them because they make the water taste funny it tastes yeah. like a chemical taste so they came to us and they said we heard about this Mahdi drop uh, we're really interested because this won't change the taste and you just leave it in the container and they keep filling it up and we think this would be a great solution. So we're, we're hopefully we're going to have a, uh, get a lots of Mahdi drops to them in Brazil and in the next six months or so. We'll see. That'd, that'd be incredible. So this, do you know any of the numbers? Basically, if I wanted to keep an equivalent amount of bleach or tabs or anything else, um, space-wise, how much is this replacing of of bleach or anything else? I mean, it's very small. I, I can hold it in my hand. Like you said, it's just a little bit, it's about the size of a Jenga block. Um, but you don't need a bunch of these, right? You get this one and it's 7,000 7, liters. That's basically, yeah. a, so five gallons a day for a year. Yes, definitely. From a sustainability perspective, it's really remarkable. Um, obviously, even the packaging, right? It's very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and since that little bit of wrapper is good for 7,000 liters, um, it's, it's much less waste than, say, um, Aquatabs. Aquatabs, typically, I've seen 
they have these blister packs. So like you buy a little package and it's got maybe 20 tablets and you pop them out. So think about having 365 of those tablets, right? You're going to have a whole stack of these little packages of Aquatabs. And, and also interestingly, Aquatabs, if you look at the price per liter of water treated, Aquatabs are seven and a half times more expensive than the Mahdi Drop. The Mahdi Drop, it costs at full retail price here in the United States, it only costs 0.2 cents per liter of water treated. So wow. it's really remarkably inexpensive uh, to, to treat your water with a, with a Mahdi Drop Plus. So how are you going to stay in business? <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, you're right. It, it seems like it's a great value proposition, and it really is. Um, what we find is, though, it is also a very challenging market, right? Trying to sell all over the world in developing communities, low resource settings. Oftentimes, people don't fully even understand their water could make them sick. Um, you know, I've heard all sorts of stories about communities where, you know, the babies have chronic diarrhea. And uh, the, the parents just assume that's normal. That's what babies do, hmm. right? Um, so it, it's, that's, a, that's, I think, the biggest challenge is setting up the appropriate uh, distribution networks and partners uh, and, and, and being able to inform and educate people that this is a potentially life-saving technology, particularly for young children. All right. So what, what do the next steps look like? You, you mentioned talking um, with representatives from Brazil. You are in many different countries. You're doing this humanitarian work. Uh, you're starting to um, break into emergency preparedness, I think. This, is, this answers so many of the, um, the concerns and complaints that we have when we're talking about water purification and emergency preparedness. What are your next steps? What do you hope to accomplish with this? I mean, you've done, you've laid the groundwork for years and years and years. All the data is there, uh, the research, it works. What next? Yeah. So um, certainly developing our, our distribution network um, and ideally finding some strategic partners, you know, given all the interest from Brazil right now, we're, we're, I'm actually going to Brazil next month and I'm going to be meeting with several companies because we're considering uh, manufacturing the Mahdi Drop in Brazil. You know, one of the things when, when we, right now we make it in the United States, when we, uh, when we send the, let's say we've got to send Mahdi Drops to India, there's the shipping cost, which isn't too bad. You know, it's, it's, it's small and durable, so it's easy to transport, but we also have to pay um, tariffs on the, on the product. Mm -hmm. So very quickly, the price can jump up by, you know, 40, 50% just due to transport and, and tariffs. So I think in, in the long run term, we're thinking about production facilities, um, ideally maybe Brazil, South Africa, and India, um, just two, all three. You know, South Africa is a great launch pad for the rest of Africa. Um, Brazil, of course, for South America, and of course, India in and of itself is a huge market. Right. Um, we're also working to make the Mahdi Drop better. Um, we actually just completed uh, a quarter of a million dollar grant from the U.S. National Science Foundation. Um, it's sort of a, a grant that allows businesses to partner with universities and was a phase one grant. And we're basically trying to now make the Mahdi Drop release both silver and copper ions. And it turns out silver and copper work synergistically together wow. to disinfect the water even faster. And I think we actually have a solution. We now have a system that's releasing copper and silver. 
and we're now applying for a phase two grant from the National Science Foundation, which is a, a $1 million grant. And that'll let us upgrade this to, and try again, move it from my laboratory up to a production scale unit that can then be a commercial product. So we'd like to think in uh, maybe one, probably in a year from now, we'll have prototypes. And maybe in about two years from now, we'll be selling that uh, alongside our conventional Mahdi Drop. We'll probably always sell the Mahdi Drop Plus because it's, you know, the, 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 the new Mahdi Drop will probably cost a few dollars more. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the Mahdi Drop Plus will continue to be, uh, uh, I'm sure, a strong, strong product in our portfolio. Yeah, that that is really exciting. So, I mean, you've come you've come a long way, like you said, uh, from the initial models. This works for 12 months, five gallons a day, um, instead of six months at 2.5 gallons a day. So you've you've done done so much more, and then you're going to be increasing that even more. So these are definitely. I mean, you're talking about future future growth, and people might wonder, well, why why not wait for that? It's because this is already something that works extremely well, and it's effective. Um, so that's really exciting to to hear that you're you're working on on uh, bigger and better things. Um, maybe something for for larger storage containers. Some people have the 55 gallon drums, and you could drop a few of these in there. But like you you said before, it doesn't you don't have to keep it in there long term. It's not something that needs to stay in your water it just stays in a container as you rotate through the water yeah and that's a great point you just brought, brought up about larger containers so um we um for a long time we hadn't done much work on looking at lower, larger storage containers but we have just completed another study um in india uh, with a, our partner the segal foundation um, and we looked at um uh, 500 liter water tanks um, at schools so a lot of the rural schools in India, they use rainwater harvesting, or maybe they have a local groundwater well. They fill up these 500 to 1,000 liter containers, and then the kids at the school drink that water all day long. And usually it's untreated. Um, so uh, the Segal Foundation contacted us and said, could we put a lot of Mahdi drops in these larger containers, and would that work effectively? And of course, our biggest concern was we want to make sure the silver levels are appropriate Right. Um, but it is largely scalable. And we did some mathematical modeling. We took a little information about the inflow and outflow rates of the tank. Then we went to India and we did investigated this at all three schools. And we found, you know, remarkably successful. We were well, never above 30 parts per billion silver. You know, the drinking water guideline is 100. And um, we saw a very significant disinfection uh, in the, compared to the inflow water uh, of coliform bacteria. So it does look like there is ways to scale it up to larger volumes of water. Um, and we, we still have some more work to do with that. And in this phase two NSF proposal, we're going to do some more work on that. But we'd, we'd like to think that again, in a year or two, we'll have some great guidelines for larger volumes of, of water. That's really, really cool. So we've got all the science and data backing this up. A, a team of genius experts working on it. Um, it's an it's an item that has an indefinite shelf life. It's very small, so it doesn't take up much space and it lasts forever um, in storage. And then you're using it and it lasts for 12 months of daily use. Um, are there any are there any shortcomings, anything that people should consider or, or watch out for? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and we talked a little bit about it, you know, it it doesn't remove turbidity. And, you know, I think 
you know, the best recommendation, like you said, things like coffee filters, folded fabric. Um, if you need, if the water really is turbid, pour it through that when you fill up your container. Um, and of course, it doesn't remove any chemical contaminants. Um, so if there's, you know, if there's hazardous organic chemicals like benzene or trichloroethylene mm-hmm. in your water, it's really not going to do anything for that. And you'll, you need to look for other solutions. But in, in certainly in a developing world setting, and even in probably in the United States, in, in many cases, unless you're in a real highly industrial area, really the main concern is going to be the microbiological quality. And right. it really does a great job with, 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 with microbial pathogens. That's awesome. Do you have any, any last words uh, of advice or tips or plugging the, uh, to plug the Mahdi drop? Well, yeah, I, I would just say, um, you know, you can read a lot about it. Um, our website is Um And uh, we have all sorts of information there. You can also buy Mahdi drops online. Um, one Mahdi drop on our website, I believe, is at $15. But you can buy a 10-pack for $100, so $10 per Mahdi drop. Um, and uh, certainly our pricing in a developing world setting, we, we target a lower price there. Uh, usually this week. We tr- sell large quantities to distributors there. Um, but uh, so, yeah, but even at $15, the price of one Mahdi drop from our website, you know, works out to be 0.2 cents per liter of water treated. It's so really very, very cost effective. That is incredible. So to find out more about the Mahdi drop or Mahdi drop plus go to MahdiDrop.com. And if people want to know more about you and the work you're doing, is that the best place to to find you and uh, find out about your research or to contact you? Yes, there's an info email at our, on our website and folks are welcome to, to contact us at that email address. Um, and uh, yeah, my, my email is just Jim at com. So J-I-M at S-I-L-I-V-H-E-R-E.com. Thank you. So that's Dr. Jim Smith with Silivere Technologies talking about the Mahdi Drop Plus, a better solution for safe water. Thank you, Dr. Smith, for coming on. You're so welcome. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. You bet. And everybody, remember, preparedness works.